So welcome back to Deep Diving Delalios. I am your host, Danny, and this is going to be a mini-sode with just me reflecting on being at the Johnny Depp Amber Heard trial a year ago. It has been a year since the Johnny Depp Amber Heard trial. Many of you may know um, over on TikTok, I was covering the case. I have been covering the case for the past three years since COVID kind of happened and we all had nothing to do. I had deep dove into that long before a lot of other people had deep dived into it. And um, I became kind of obsessed with it, to be honest with you. Um, There's so much in that case. And I thought maybe it'd be a good idea to revisit this case because I've noticed a lot of people's loyalties flip-flopping over it for the past several years, especially since the trial happened. And it's like the media has gaslit us into forgetting what we saw during the trial. So let's reflect on this and realize this is not a headlines case and dive back into it. Before I get too far ahead of myself, let's go, let's go. Now, next week we will be back with more 9-11 content. Um, but for right now, let's dive into the Johnny Depp Amber Heard case. Now, this episode is going to be a lot different than the majority of our episodes have been on deep diving to Lollios. I'm It's going to be more of a discussion. Um, for those of you who have been following me for a long time, you already know my thoughts and feelings on the case, and it is going to be more opinionated. However, I do cite my sources. If you have any questions about what we're going to talk about today, if you have anything you want to know further on, let me know in the comments and I'll do my best to do an episode on it. If I get the time I was in the courtroom this time last year with Johnny Depp and Amber Heard, I was there for a month. It was the craziest month of my life. I would have to wake up at like 2 AM to go get in line for court. And then afterwards I would have to do TikToks, um, podcast lives, uh, interviews at, at point in time, it, it was a lot to keep up with. And I usually would go to bed about 11 o'clock and then have to be up by 2 AM. I did this for a month. Um, and it was funny because when it started, it wasn't that demanding. I would say about the first week we were showing up at about 5 AM and it was actually really cool to do that as well as a justice for Johnny Depp influencer, because I got to meet a lot of the other influencers that I had only known online. So it was really neat to put faces to names like that Brian fella or Jack's uh, really cool to meet the name is Q in real life. As time went on, it became more of a fan event, I guess you could say. There was a lot of people that weren't respecting the line, um, that respected the line too much. And when friends would join their group, they'd be like, back of the line. There was a lot of drama. The police were called at certain times. There was a Johnny Depp Jack Sparrow impersonator. It became a circus. So by the end of the month, after Judge Penny took her week-long break that she had, I didn't go back. I chose to stay home for my own mental health. I'm going to be real with you. I'm also a survivor of domestic violence. It was a very triggering case to sit and listen through. And I just felt like it was time for me to head back home. I do want to say on this, hear me out for the the Johnny Depp people in my group. It never sat right with me how... Amber was ridiculed on TikTok. Now, mind you, I get it to a point and you know, I, I took part in it to a point as well because we would, we wouldn't treat a Harvey Weinstein, if you know what I'm saying with grace and, and everything, especially if they're on the stand and obviously lying, we don't take to liars or abusers well in our society. However, 
I did the open mockery and the skits online of her testimony. It never sat right with me. And I feel like it did a disservice to Johnny. Hear me out for that because it made his fans seem crazy. And it made the point that we were trying to get across. I would dare say a lot of the justice for Johnny Depp survivors weren't a part of those groups. We were the ones that have been looking at the court documents. We've been looking at the text messages. We've been looking at the emails. We've been looking at the nurse's notes, the therapist notes. We've been looking at it all for years. And as soon as the world kind of got a hold of it, it got out of our hands. However, I did notice the mainstream media has never been on Johnny Depp's side, even when the public was. And that was interesting to me. It spoke volumes because the positive things that you would see for Johnny Depp's side of things, it was always... Johnny Depp's fans did this this week. It was never Johnny Depp wins big in court this week. Those were the kind of headlines that I saw put out. Meanwhile, with Amber, we saw tons of positivity on her side. And we've been seeing that since the United Kingdom trial, which was one of the reasons the Johnny Depp fans were so excited that this was televised. And I also want to say, disclaimer here, I say Johnny Depp fans, it's more Johnny Depp supporters. The majority of people I've met online in my time of doing this for the past three years were majority domestic violence survivors who witness in Amber what we saw in our own abusers. And that is why we take issue with this whole thing. It's not because we are fans of Johnny Depp. In fact, I was a deep fan of Johnny Depp until Amber made her accusations. After Amber made her accusations, I stopped watching. There's some movies I haven't even seen that he did during that time after she had made those accusations because I didn't feel comfortable about it. I couldn't believe he had done that. And then I would say a little bit before COVID that Brian fella, the audio started to get released. And that was when my personal opinion started to shift. And I thought, Oh, I should, I should dig more into this. And then COVID happened and we had tons of time to do that. And we had the United Kingdom trial documents accessible to us. And I always think it's interesting because the recordings weren't really talked about in the mainstream media. And so I wanted to take a look at why the mainstream media might not be so kind to Johnny. Why are they always slanting it towards Amber? In 2018, Johnny Depp sued a tabloid newspaper called The Sun. He sued them over an article that was written by Dan Wooten. The original title was called Gone Potty. How can JK Rowling be genuinely happy casting wife beater Johnny Depp in the new Fantastic Beast film? I just want to put that in because that was the original title. I know they changed it around a lot, but the damage was done, you know? I will never understand for the life of me why he sued a tabloid newspaper over this. He's an A-list celebrity and he's suing them for libel. A-list celebrities and tabloid newspapers, like tabloids can say whatever they want about you if you are a public figure. And that's where it's hard to prove libel and defamation for celebrities because they are a public figure. Tabloids and people kind of have the right to say whatever they want about them because of how they live their lives. That's kind of how it's always been. So I always initially thought this was a terrible idea, but it was even worse than we thought because NGN is owned by News UK, which itself is wholly owned by Rupert Murdoch. Not to be confused with the other Murdochs that were in this whole crazy case over here in the United States. No, no, no. Rupert Murdoch, okay? Rupert Murdoch, through his company News Corp, owns hundreds of local, national, and international publishing 
outlets. And it's a media empire that includes Fox News, the Times of London, the Wall Street Journal, the Daily Telegraph, Herald Sun, and the New York Post to name a few. I mean, that's just naming a few. He owns hundreds. Okay. We talk about our news being owned constantly on deep diving to all news. This is, this is it in practice. In 2019, he sold just a bit of his empire, 21st Century Fox over to Disney, right? For $71 billion. I can't even get my mind around how much money that is. And that's not even the entirety of the Fox Corporation. Like that's what's bananas about this. And in 2011, Rupert found himself actually embroiled in scandal, okay, for hacking the public's personal phones. His now defunct News of the World and other newspapers that were owned by Murdoch at the time were originally investigated between 2005 and 2007 for hacking phones. Now, they were only thought to have hacked celebrities, politicians, and members of the royal family. And I guess that seemed fine to them at the time. And that was responsible journalism at the time because they just kind of went on their way until it was revealed in 2011 that they had hacked the phones of a murdered schoolgirl named Millie Dowler and even had deleted some of her voicemails. That's potential evidence that they'd accidentally deleted. And because of these deletes, her friends and family would actually believe that she was alive longer than she was because they thought she was deleting her voicemails. Like it affected the investigation of this murdered girl. And Rupert's company just kind of brushed it off and said that if you listen to one of the voicemails within 72 hours, it just automatically deletes itself. So it wasn't his people that were was deleting it. Don't Don't worry, it wasn't them. It still doesn't matter. You're tampering with evidence. However, I don't fully believe their story in that. I, I just don't believe it at all because they would do it again. They, they did it time and time again. Tampering with evidence just seemed to be a thing that they were doing. They were found to have hacked the relatives of deceased British soldiers' phones, and they had also hacked the victims of the 2005 London bombings' phones and also deleted voicemails on those phones as well. Really responsible journalism there. So as you can see, this is a pretty powerful guy and company to pick a fight with. And Johnny Depp picked a fight with them. What people don't seem to understand is this lawsuit was not against Amber Heard. Amber Heard was not really even a part of this lawsuit. She was a witness. She did not have the burden of proof. This is something that Amber's legal team over in the United States still can't seem to get through their heads because they continually talk about how they, they won that case. That's something that they won. They didn't win jack shit. Okay. They, they, they literally, they didn't win anything in the United Kingdom case. The United Kingdom case was not a criminal trial. It was a civil suit. Okay. It was Johnny Depp civilly suing the son for libel. Okay. Against him. Nothing to do with Amber Heard, Amber Laura. <laughs> All right. Your next witness. Your Honor, we'd like to call Laura Amber Heard to the stand. All right. Amber, Amber Laura. <laughs> Will you please state your name? Yes, it's Amber Laura Heard. And they they consistently would throw the United Kingdom trial in, in people's faces. And, and even in court, the Judge Penny in Virginia, she said, like, stop it. We're done. This has no bearing. That's how they were able to go ahead with Virginia because Amber had tried to get it dismissed several times because of the United Kingdom trial. And it has no bearing because the United Kingdom trial was not to prove whether or not Johnny Depp was in fact a wife beater. It was to prove whether or not NGN as a company, the son had the right to say he was possibly a wife beater to believe that it was substantially true, which basically means that they had enough to go on to say it. Okay. So 
they're not committing libel because Amber had made allegations in 2016 against Johnny. So they legally, they could call him a wife beater. That's enough for them to make a, a headline like that. I honestly don't even understand why this went fully to trial because it's, it's a tabloid magazine. The 2020 substantially true ruling was based on whether or not there was enough evidence for the tabloid to believe that what they had printed was true enough for them to publish. Not that Johnny Depp was or was not a wife beater. Did not find him guilty or not guilty, okay? And there was also several instances during that trial, you can see it in Judge Nichols' verdict, where he doubts whether what Amber said is true or not. He doubts her version of events in a couple of instances, one of which is the Hicksville trailer park incident. So, you know, the Hicksville trailer palace, I believe it was called Morgan Knight came on the stand during the Virginia trial to talk about that. Well, that was also brought up in the United Kingdom trial. She alleged 14 incidents. And I believe that he found like 12 of those incidents substantially true. Doesn't mean they were true. Just means they were true enough for a tabloid to publish that he's a wife beater. In his ruling, Judge Nichols himself said, it is notable that this evidence from Ms. Heard did not emerge until February, 2020, and was only a part of her reply evidence. I also find it hard to believe that Ms. Heard did not at the time appreciate that this was a quote unquote form of sexual assault because she had said in her testimony, she didn't understand at the time what Johnny Depp had done because this is the time where she alleges that he had been forcibly cavity searching her, cavity searching her for his cocaine, which she says she never did. So she couldn't understand why he was searching her for this, but he was supposedly forcibly searching her for this. And she said she didn't at the time understand that it was, it was SA. Now he goes on to say, I also note that Miss Sexton did not say that Miss Heard reported to her that she had been sexually assaulted at Hicksville. This is more striking given that a Miss Sexton had been present at Hicksville and that B Ms. Sexton was a confidant of Ms. Heard and a person of whom Ms. Heard did report another sexual assault by Johnny Depp in Australia. We're going to talk about the Australia incident. Give me just a minute here, but there's, there's a lot of connections in this case. I will say concerning judge Nichols. And, and I mean, he even says like he's, Amber Heard's testimony in the United Kingdom trial, it's based on her word. He says that in his ruling, it, it's her word he is going off of. There's nothing else because the only other person to witness Johnny being abusive to Amber was Whitney Heard Henriquez. Okay, so Whitney, Amber's sister, supposedly witnessed Johnny being abusive to Amber on it's the staircase incident as we know it. However, there were several other people present during this incident. And after that incident, Whitney would be estranged from the couple. And she actually ended up moving in with a very close friend, Jennifer Howell at the time, who she used to call her chosen sister. That is until Jennifer uh, came to court in the United Kingdom and in Virginia testifying for Johnny. Because how Jennifer says it is actually Whitney had shown up at her house asking for a place to stay because she was certain that Amber was going to kill Johnny, not the other way around. And Jennifer not only testified, she actually wrote a letter to Whitney begging her not to perjure herself on the stand for her abusive sister. Because if you don't know, Whitney has been allegedly abused by Amber as well. Did you get in a fight or something? Oh, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> Got into an altercation. 
I already talked about it. I won't talk about it anymore. I can't believe Amber beat your ass. I know you could beat her ass. We're not going to talk about that. Whitney, truth or dare. Okay, did you really start the fight with your sister or did she start it? For real, for real, for real. We're not going to talk about that. She yes. really did whoop your butt. Oh, we're not talking about it. Yeah, I'm done. I guess I'm done talking about it. And, and then this is like, this is such a side rant. Johnny is not Amber Heard's only victim. It's something people tend to forget constantly. It's not just Whitney. It's not just Johnny. Amber's other exes have alleged this as well. Uh, we have Taja Van Rie, who she was actually arrested in the SeaTac airport, the Seattle Tacoma airport Amber was, for abusing Taja. Now, Taja later went on to say in a public statement that the cops that arrested her were homophobic. One of those cops is a proud lesbian woman. I was wondering if Taja honestly was going to come to court last year um, to testify for Amber. She didn't because it seems like they've stayed they've stayed close somehow. But that's not the only time she supposedly was abusive to Taja. If you talk to any of their their friends during that point in time, Stephen Crowley is one who has talked about this openly. He had filmed Never Back Down with Amber Heard. And he says he remembers rip-roaring fights between her and Taja, screaming, throwing things, all sorts of things. And we know she's a thrower. And, and that's not the only one. There's another boyfriend that has alleged that Amber was abusive to him as well. But back to the United Kingdom trial, there's a lot of connections in this case that could have been considered conflicts of interest when it came to Judge Nichols. But the one that bothers me the most is his son is Robert Palmer, who works for Talk Radio which Dan Wooten, the author of the article that Johnny was suing the son over, used to work for as well. They were co-workers. At one point in time, Dan Wooten was co-workers with Judge Nichols' son. Let that sink in. And that's also a syndicate of Rupert Murdoch as well. That talk radio is owned by Rupert Murdoch's companies. Conflicts of interest galore. And I'm not even mentioning the dinner parties that supposedly Amber Heard attended with friends of... Judge Nichols' wife. There's a lot of seedy shit going on in here. Johnny did file for an appeal, which of of this verdict uh, that the the son was not guilty of libel, which yes was denied. But according to the United Kingdom lawyer known as Black Belt Barrister on here on YouTube. The United Kingdom rarely approves those kinds of appeals. Um, the first part of their appeal process apparently is reviewing the judgment and only the judgment. So they're not reviewing any of the evidence from the case or any new evidence. They are just looking at the judgment to see if there's anything technically wrong with it, anything legally wrong with it. And if not, it just doesn't pass through that first portion. And so this never did. And it was denied. They never saw any of the evidence from this case. They never heard from any of the witnesses. I just don't understand. I think it was a bad move on Johnny's part to ever even try to fight this battle because celebrity suing a tabloid, it's just going to make for bad press. Tabloid slander and makeup. I mean, gosh, you think of the National Enquirer. The sun is just as bad, uh, in my opinion. Don't come for me. And not only was this an extremely hard case for him to win, but forever he was damaged when it comes to how people would report on him because of how much Rupert owns. And that is why I personally think he's been getting as much bad press as he has gotten. Because if he had not picked that battle with the son, I think it would have been a different story. And even at the height of his success in, in the court battle, because we could all actually watch it, we weren't being gaslit by the mainstream media. We were watching in real time, although we have been since it. 
But when we were all watching this trial in real time, we were all on the Johnny Depp train. And the mainstream media was mostly focused on the Russian bots that Johnny Depp supposedly paid for to run his campaign. They had experts testify in this. It's simply not true. And I will say as one of those Russian bots that supposedly has been paid for, it's I haven't seen a dime from Johnny Depp or his team. They say that we're running a, a smear campaign against Amber Heard. That's personally not what I am doing. I am personally so disturbed by what Amber has done to women. That's where my issue is with Amber Heard. I believed her. In 2016, when all of this came out, I believed her. And I am so hurt that she tried to manipulate a movement as important as the Me Too movement for her own benefit and career. And I'm not saying their relationship was perfect. Obviously, obviously it was not. But there is one clear abuser in this case. So when we start looking into the unsealed documents, these are documents that after court happened... Judge Penny Alcatraz basically said these two have opened themselves up to all of this in the civil suit. Just let freedom flag fly. These are free to the public in in a sense. They were about, I think, a little over $3,000. Andrea Burkhart, who is a lawyer here on YouTube, runs her own YouTube channel. I'll link her down below. She crowdsourced the money to have those files unsealed. According to mainstream media, Johnny Depp fans got in over their head again and paid for these documents. And now that puts Johnny in a worse light. It doesn't. And and see, this is the issue. This is how I think the mainstream media is able to gaslight the shit out of us. They don't put Johnny in a, in a worse light if you actually read them. But here's the thing. Not everybody has the time to actually read them. I doubt most people had the time to actually watch that full trial. You know, I, I was lucky, I guess you can say, like I had a company that was paying for me to go out there. I Not everybody has uh, that kind of backing for them. Not everybody has the time to go through. I think it's over 6,000 pages of documents. And they'll claim they've read them all. And then they put little snippets up that make it obvious they haven't read them all because if they'd read them in full, they would understand. And also the normal layman, and I didn't understand before this trial, what litigation is. Lawyers arguing back and forth and pre-trial, you have to understand pre-trial when looking at the unsealed documents as well. Lawyers have privilege. Lawyers have a sense of privilege that they can say something that defames the other's client and have it seem totally true when it is not. And so that what was that's what was going back and forth between both teams, okay? Not just Johnny's team, not just Amber's team. They were fighting pre-trial. I think because it's not as accessible as watching it on TV, it's easier for the mainstream media to manipulate headlines and really make it seem much more dirty than it ever was. And the narrative has suddenly switched again in Amber's favor. The headlines for the unsealed documents, they were bananas, bananas. Headlines like Johnny Depp was ready to out Amber Heard's nudes to the world. Okay, that's, I'm paraphrasing. That was it. Like revenge porn, watch out. Johnny Depp's coming for you. If you're his ex, look out. He's gonna be publishing those nudes. It's not, that's not the case. When you look at the actual documents, it was his legal team saying, hey, we might have to use these if Amber is alleging that she was hurt on X, Y, and Z dates. So we can back up that no, she was not hurt on these dates. It ended up not being put through, ended up not happening. 
But that was their reasoning for releasing the nudes. <laughs> but it wasn't for revenge or anything. But then again, that wouldn't have gotten as many clicks as Johnny Depp's trying to revenge porn his ex. Now, about the Manson headlines. Johnny Depp and Marilyn Manson supposedly exchanged young girls in these text messages. The, all of the headlines put it as they were talking about having sex with an 18-year-old fan at a meet and greet. That wasn't what it was. They were talking about playing the song 18, which they ended up playing. Now, also in the unsealed files, Manson allegedly called his now wife, Lindsay, Amber 2.0, to which I don't personally see any issues with that. Um, quite honestly with you between friends, I've probably said worse about some of my exes. Mind you, I didn't later marry them, but I, I also will say I've said this on TikTok time and time again. People throw Johnny Depp's text in my face like, see, he's an abuser. I don't think his texts show an abuser, but I also don't support his text messages and the way he talks about people. I, I really don't. Um, You can make excuses and say he's an artist and he's read books and, and his lawyers argued that because, of course, that's their jobs. I don't think there's any excuse for the way Johnny Depp texts. And I, and I I don't understand why people look to me like I have a reason for his text messages. I don't. Um, finding he, he hopes to find Amber Heard's corpse in the back of a Honda Civic. Number one, oddly fucking specific. I don't even know where he got that from. But number two, I do not condone that kind of language. I, I don't. I don't condone talking about your ex-partner like that. I don't. And not even if you're Johnny Depp. I'm not here to make excuses for him. However... I don't think that points to him being the abuser, especially if you look at how, well, number one, Amber texts. I mean, Amber joked with her friends about cutting him or something. I'll put it up on the screen. Um, but not only that, Amber has openly admitted several times that she abused Johnny. And even in court, she said she would never hurt Johnny. But then she flips the script again and says that it, she punched him on the stairs to protect her sister. And, and mind you, that's not, that could be self-defense if that was truly what had happened. However, Amber has hurt several of her exes and possibly others close to her on purpose. I don't think these text messages that are wildly crazy. I mean, there's even some, some between him and his ex-wife, Vanessa Paradis, where he talks about slapping a whore or something. I can obviously tell he's joking with his ex about God knows what, because I don't understand the way Johnny Depp talks. I, I really, I mean, did you listen to him during the trial? But he's joking with her about stuff and I don't get it, but he's not talking about Amber. I mean, he even testified it's not about Amber. He's talking about something completely different. Even if he was, I don't condone the way he talks and I don't know where you would get that from me, but okay. And speaking of the unsealed documents, I don't think this was in the unsealed documents, but I always love to bring it up. There is a recording that happened after the Australia incident that was not admissible in court because it was deemed hearsay. You didn't know what could cause damage to Mr. Depp's hand while you were there on March 8th, correct? Dr. Kipper told me he sustained an injury on one of his well, fingers. Uh, rejection, hearsay. Wait, you, you asked the as I said, any recordings that the couple had between themselves that had others a party to it, deemed hearsay, not admissible in court. This one was from the Australia incident where Johnny lost the tip of his uh, middle finger and where Amber 
supposedly says she was abused and essayed. And I'm not trying to be crass about that. I'm not trying to be dismissive of that. However, he went to the hospital. She did not. The team that showed up, which yes, was his team. And yes, he's paying his team was concerned about him. The way she tells it, she was in a three day hostage situation, which she admitted in the Virginia trial, um, at least one person came in and out of the house during that time. She also had her phone and her iPad, but devil's advocate say she still felt trapped because of course, yes, you still can. There is so much pointing to consistent lies in that event, especially since she has changed. I think it's five times now, four or five times how Johnny lost his finger. You know what guys? I have explained and re-explained this story so many times. I'm going to let past Danielle tell it to you real quick. Amber Heard cut off the tip of Johnny Depp's finger in March of 2015 while he was in Australia filming Pirates of the Caribbean 5, and I'm going to tell you how I know that. This week in court, we heard Amber Heard's lawyers alleging that Johnny had actually done this himself, referring to what his team told the doctors at the ER when he had arrived. In order to not alert the press, his team had told the doctors that he had cut it off while cutting onions. You can see from the ER report that the doctor treating him did not buy it his injuries were more suggestive of a crushing mechanism. Backs up what Johnny has been saying actually happened to him since 2016. Johnny has testified multiple times that him and Amber Heard got into a fight over a postnuptial agreement on March 8, 2015. Johnny saying that Amber was irate after having a meeting with his lawyers before she arrived in Australia. Even screaming at him that she wasn't even included on his will, which he testified this week was a weird thing to say. He said during this argument he broke his sobriety, went down to the bar, and poured himself a shot of vodka. He had about two to three shots when Amber arrived downstairs, took the vodka bottle and threw it at him and it zoomed past his head. If you've been watching my podcast at all, you know she's a thrower. Johnny then says he grabbed a bigger vodka bottle and poured himself another shot and said that Amber took that vodka bottle and threw it at him, which hit his hand that was resting on the marble of the countertop, shattering his bone and severing the tip of his middle finger on his right hand. Now this story is also backed up from a secret five-hour recording that someone took Someone, without anyone's knowledge, in which Johnny's doctor, Dr. Kipper, says this. Amber's lawyer saying that this text he wrote to Dr. Kipper seals the deal. He says, I cut the top of my middle finger off. What should I do? Except, of course, go to the hospital. Johnny has said he said this like you would say, I broke my arm. But what's most damning to me is how many times Amber's story has changed about this incident. Her first deposition, she said that Johnny severed his finger while punching a wall. Amber, you know, apparently created some story about you punching a wall or something like that. She says that I did it myself, yeah. By punching a wall. Just another way to hurt you. She then filed her motion to dismiss the Fairfax, Virginia trial, which didn't happen. In it, she alleged that Johnny had been smashing a phone into the wall and that by smashing the phone, that was how the tip of his finger was severed. And she never threw a bottle or anything else at Johnny. Then she changed her story again for the United Kingdom libel trial that Johnny Depp had against the Sun in 2020, alleging in her second witness statement that she woke up and found Johnny with the tip of his finger severed, saying she didn't know how it had happened. Now it seems like Amber's team has changed that story again. As they kept alleging during Johnny's cross-examination this week that he had cut it off himself with a knife. Also, we know she's a thrower. It, it lines up. She has thrown 
so much of his shit. Do we need to go back through the poop gate incident? I mean, honest to God, honest to God. She would go on to claim that she was physically and sexually assaulted um, by him with a bottle. Horrific. Hor- like I sat in court that day while she testified and my stomach turned not just because of her testimony, but because I have gone through this event so many times I knew she was lying and I, I was so hurt that she was lying about something so serious as that. Like that, as a woman, I could not believe she was sitting there boldface lying about it. Like I really, I really couldn't. It really affected me. Um, especially since she says she's an advocate. That really affected me. Um, and it was really hard to sit in there and stay calm when I know as much as I know about this case. She said she was drugged through glass and bare feet. Her feet were cut up. Now, the audio recording that I mentioned before I played that video, she is stomping around in heels. She's stomping around, at least in shoes. I, I shouldn't say heels. She is stomping around that house in shoes. You can hear it. Not only that, she testified in court. She never felt safe enough to use drugs with Johnny. She never, she didn't feel safe enough. Okay. Um, he's violent. I could get that. Except not only do her nurses notes say she has a cocaine addiction. Her therapist says she has addiction issues. And also she said this during that recording. And during that entire recording that she says she didn't take, okay? She says Johnny must have done it on her phone. I don't think Johnny would have known how to do it on her phone. I don't want to infantilize him, but I, I also don't think he's good with, with technology. Say he did. It doesn't matter who did the recording. It really, it really and truly doesn't. Johnny's team did not know that they were being recorded. Dr. Kipper says that she cut through the bone and Amber the entire time is whining about wanting to go to the hospital to see him, wanting to be with him. And in the meantime, all Johnny's team is trying to do is get her the fuck out of Australia. They want her the hell out of Australia. They want her back to the United States, not for her safety, for Johnny's. You know what I think happened? This is my personal opinion, my personal view. I think what happened was that fight got out of hand. They had, she had that meeting with a lawyer over postnuptial agreement did not go the way she thought it was. She did her normal, usual fights. I mean, we have testimony from several people, not just therapists, not just doctors, um, people that were visiting the house, a nurse, Debbie Lloyd, Amber would not leave Johnny alone. She'd follow him room to room to room. If he left the house and went to one of his other houses, which God, don't we all wish we had those options. But if he left his house and he went to his other house, Amber would follow him sometimes drunk as a skunk driving down to his house, screaming at him outside. We heard audio recordings of that in court. Okay. And, and wanting him to, to, to fix things immediately. Wait, you 
deals with shit the way that a man does. Go run to the next house. Every man does. Go run away. I know it's hard to look at yourself. You're fucking ridiculous clown. You're panicked fucking clown. It's hard. It's hard. Screwing everybody else over to get your fucking... You're right. I tried. That's what I do. She was constantly, constantly following him. So I think what happened, like he said, he said every bathroom in that huge mansion that they were staying at in Australia, he locked himself in it at at least once, trying to hide from Amber during that week, okay, that she was there, uh, or several days that she was there. He, he was just trying to get away from her constantly. That was how bad this fighting situation was going on between the two of them. I think it got too far. I, I think she threw the vodka bottle at him because she's a thrower. So she throws, she she threw several vodka bottles at him and one hits his hand, like he said, it's race, resting on the marble countertop, it hits his finger, cuts, slices it off, and she cannot believe what she has done now. And I mean, God's honest truth, she's lucky she didn't kill him because if she'd hit him in the head, she might've killed him. And, and, and here's the, and I think if she'd stayed with him, she would have killed him maybe accidentally, most likely accidentally, but I think she would have. And, um, and it hit him on the hand and she thought, oh my God. And there goes her way of living. Cause it's not just her way of living. Remember all her friends and family are living off of Johnny. Several of them. We've got Raquel Pennington and her husband. We've got Whitney Hurd also. I owe till it right. We've got all of these people living rent free off of Johnny Depp. So her entire lifestyle and her friend's entire lifestyles are about to go out that window if this marriage goes south. That's, that is a lot of pressure. I, I will say, I think she realized, oh shit, I've, I've fucked it beyond fixing. And so that's why she was screaming she needed to be with him. She had to be like, I hear my ex in that. Like, it's this over encompassing, like, oh, it just gives me.
So that recording in and of itself, it just, it calls out all of her bullshit lies and we couldn't hear it in court because it was hearsay. The only win that I personally see in the unsealed documents for Amber is the text between herself and Steven Duders, who's one of Johnny Depp's managers. This concerns the Boston plane incident, if you're aware of that at all, where she alleges that Johnny kicked her. These texts would come up in, in court in the United Kingdom um, and I don't believe they were fully released in Virginia. Um, honestly, it's, it's hard for me to remember what all I said. There. Amber says, look, he thinks he doesn't deserve this. Obviously, he has no idea what he did to the extent that he did it. If someone was truly honest with him about how bad it really was, he'd be appalled. The man Johnny is would be humiliated and definitely wouldn't say to me that he doesn't deserve it. I'm sad that he doesn't have a better way to really know the severity of his actions yesterday. Unfortunately for me, I remember in full detail everything that happened. Stephen responds, it was disgusting and he knows it. He was appalled when I told him he kicked you, he cried. But that seems damning. That seems like Johnny kicked her. Now, in both trials, Stephen and Johnny would claim that in order to get Amber to calm down, you'd have to placate her. You'd have to tell her what she wanted to hear. But then there's a recording in which Amber admits he never kicked her. I didn't kick you on the fucking plane. I know. I said that was the only other time in our relationship oh, okay. that it felt like this. And like, it gets to the point where you're just like, why are we lying? I do also want to say when Andrea Burkhart crowdfunded for these documents to be released, um, she had like an additional $7,000 and she donated it to the Children's Hospital of Los Angeles and the Art of Elysium um, charity, which we talked about Whitney Hurd's best friend, Jennifer Howell. That's her charity. And reportedly... People testified to this in court, but reportedly Amber originally was going to donate her $7 million to the Art of Elysium. However, she didn't think it was big enough in name charity for her to donate that to, which speaking, speaking of donations, let's, let's jump into that. Um, our girl, she's extremely generous, right? We love Ambie because she's an activist and she is going to donate that $7 million. Don't you worry. She's, she's splitting it right down the middle in fact, she's already donated it. She said that in several interviews. She said, it. oh my God, she testified in the United Kingdom trial. She testified that she had donated uh, the entire settlement to charity. She was not a gold digger. It's been alleged and, and she promises she's, she's not. She doesn't want anything from this marriage. I, I mean, she said that in interviews. I wanted nothing. Well, except... I mean, we've got the letter where she says she wanted three penthouses, a Range Rover, um, pay, payments on the penthouse. If you don't know, <laughs> there was a week in May of 2016 that was hell on earth for Johnny Depp. His mother died. Okay. And, and, and for Amber too. I mean, let's just lump it all in. This could not have been a good week for either though. His mother dies. Okay. Uh, this was after Amber had shit in his bed, which was when he said, I, I can't do this anymore. And and before you get at me and you say that it was her fucking dogs, the Yorkshire Terriers, number one. So the deuce is like way too big for that. Uh, the, the maid that had to clean it up, Miss Hilda Vargas, uh, she testified that's a human deuce in the middle of the fucking marital bed that she had to clean up. Okay. And she's not the only one that dealt with it. There was another maid that found it, called for her to come up and, and deal, which I just can't imagine how dehumanizing it is. And poor Hilda, she testified in the United Kingdom trial that she did not feel comfortable being around Amber Heard after that. And she asked Johnny to never have her around her. So she actually was at his Hollywood Hills home cleaning for the rest of it. She was not at the Eastern Columbia building. So if you don't know how 
Johnny Depp's penthouses worked in the Eastern Columbia building. He owned, I believe it was five of them. Amber's attorneys on May 24th would write a letter to Johnny Depp. Now, this is after the supposed May 2016 incident where he supposedly threw a phone at her face and bruised her face. Remember that infamous bruise that she's seen walking into the courthouse with that TMZ also. But TMZ testified in the trial that um, they had been called by a very credible source to go and then Amber would turn her head so they would get that shot. And, and TMZ, as he said, it's a very litigious group. Um, so him testifying put him in pretty hot waters and it, it put his career in trouble. Um, Objection, calls for speculation. Sustained, I'm, sustained, next question. I'm not aware. Okay, you know this, you know this case is being televised, right? I, I am aware that there are cameras. And so this gets you your 15 minutes of fame. Doesn't Objection, it? Your Honor. Argumentative. I, I can ask that question. Oh, ruled. Um, so I stand to gain nothing from this. I'm actually putting myself kind of in the target of TMZ, a very litigious uh, organization, and I'm not seeking any 15 minutes here. Though you may, you're welcome to speculate. I could say the same thing by taking Amber Heard as a client for you. A little argumentative, don't you think? Oh, hardly. I find that to be purely logical. During that week after she had pooped the bed, which was back in April, Johnny had then been out of the country. So he returns home. He just wants to grab a few things. He knew that the marriage was over at this point. And when he returns home, that's when this alleged phone incident happened where he supposedly like whipped his hand back like a baseball pitcher and threw the phone at Amber. Um, I've gone through this incident several times. When Johnny's team walked in, she was screaming, stop hitting me, Johnny, stop hitting me, Johnny. They were 10 feet apart. Her friends even testified that they were 10 feet apart. There is a lot in this story. If you want me to do an episode on it, I will. But to get the point across, he leaves there. He's obviously very upset. And he had actually had his security team nearby because he knew Amber was going to be a scene. And she supposedly had actually set up wine and everything to supposedly rekindle things. And I guess when it didn't go the way she wanted, this is where things ended up. And there was a 911 call that went out by supposedly Io Tillett Wright, one of her other friends, but it doesn't sound like Io. It sounds like Raquel to me. And they are just so uncaring on the phone. And all I can think is if your friend really and truly, you know, because these these people know, her friends know, according to Amber. Do you know what I mean? Like, I, I think Amber has a whole different reality in her head. I, I talked about it on TikTok before and on my old podcast. I, I do get concerned for her mental health and I, I do hope she is getting help because I do think she is sick. I think... What she believes is true is true in Amber's reality. I think her friends did believe that Johnny was abusing her from all the stories that Amber had told them. One of them called though, and this is what I don't understand. Like I do get, con- I, I get confused as to whether they believed or not because they just seem so uncaring on the 911 call. And I understand that NDAs were probably signed. Non-disclosure agreements were probably signed. However, if this, if my friend who I believe is being Beat almost to death on a regular basis by her husband. If if I think it's happening again and, and I know it's in real time, I'm, I'm telling the police everything they need to know. 911 emergency operator 278. Hi, I need to report an assault right now happening at 849 Broadway at the Eastern Building 20, in 27 and 37 seconds. Okay, are you there right now, ma'am? No, I'm downstairs. 
But during this week, okay, so after this incident happens, on May 24th, um, Johnny gets a letter from Amber's attorneys. It basically says they need to work quickly to an amicable resolution of all matters with Johnny's cooperation. So to this end, please have Johnny promptly sign and return this by Friday, May 27th. Now, now keep in mind the date because it's so important. So they want this letter signed and back in agreement by May 27th. Okay. That's Friday. Amber is requesting the following appropriate pendant light support. So appropriate ex-partner support. Okay. So whatever that would mean in Amber Heard's mind of what she's entitled to, to legally live. Do you know what I mean? Exclusive use and possession of the black Range Rover, the vehicle she is currently driving with Johnny to continue to make all payments for any encumbrance thereon. Exclusive use and possession of 849 South Broadway penthouses. One, three, and five with Johnny to continue to pay mortgage utilities and anything associated therein in contribution towards her reasonable and necessary attorney fees, the amount of a hundred thousand and 25,000 for forensic accounting costs to be paid to my firm by close of business 5 PM on that Friday, May 7th, May 27th. It's a lot. Um, she didn't want anything though, guys. She didn't want anything you know, just three penthouses, two of which he would still be entitled to. So is she, after all this abuse, is she going to be neighbors with him? 
Is that the plan, Ambi? We're going to be neighbors with him. Now, keep in mind that date, like I told you, okay? So May 27th, first and foremost, that's Lily Rose Depp's birthday, his his daughter, his only daughter. It's her, her birthday. But also, that's the day that Amber went right through out the front door of that courthouse. Funny story, but not so funny. She didn't have to go out the front door of that courthouse, and somebody called TMZ. A credible source called TMZ, as we heard in court. And um, Amber turned her head and they got that shot that they had been uh, looking for. What was your team of paparazzi supposed to do while they were at the Los Angeles courthouse on May 27th, 2016? Their objective was to capture her leaving the courthouse and then she was going to sort of stop and turn towards the camera to display the bruise on the right side of her face, the alleged bruise. Did your team of videographers get the shot of Amber Heard? We did. If this is not blackmail... I don't know what is allegedly. I, I don't know what is. And you, you know, what's funny. Um, so she sent that on May 24th. I believe Johnny didn't receive it until 25th, that letter where she had all those demands. Right. And, um, he filed for divorce himself on May 25th. And, and what's interesting is Amber would actually text him after that letter was sent. Just wanted to confirm that cover letter is completely private and has nothing to do with any public record. And only included the domestic violence slash restraining order stuff because I called the lawyer when the cops were here and I didn't know what to do or why that happened and was scared. But that letter is private. And unless you file as well, which I guess opens up to the press possibly catching it as they have seemingly missed this one, at least for right now, then we can revoke it anytime. If you file separately as well. It's the same as far as being revoked is concerned, but requires both our signatures and is a new file public doc for the records. At least that's my understanding of it. Oh, and I confirmed with my lawyer, the quote unquote quickly part, etc. you mentioned in the letter between our lawyers, including the deadline for a response from them, wasn't something I said, asked for, even noticed, and is not mandatory at all. We can take as long or as quick as we want and do this or undo this as we see fit. You and I have the control and love for each other. I thought you filed. You said you were going to and said goodbye. I'm sorry if I hurt you. I have nothing but love for you. So this is just another thing where I think Amber did think he had filed. It's just like the Australia incident, the panic, you know what I mean? And, and, and she filed with her, or her lawyers and they sent that letter to him demanding things. And then she did this as well. Just like any abuser, we're trying to get that back. We're trying to get back. Johnny wasn't coming back at this point in time. That is a huge overarching analysis of the May incident of 2016. If you want me to look into it more, I've done it before a million times, but if you want an episode, let me know. Now the, to bring it back to the charity. So the May incident happens, she, she wants nothing. Right. And we've got, uh, they then end up filing for that divorce settlement. They, they, they end their divorce. They ended up really quickly actually. And, uh, they make a public announcement that nobody has made any false claims, which is an interesting public announcement again to, to make. And, that they were, they were parting their love had always been. I'll put it up. I'll put up the statement that they made. Then Amber announced that she was donating that settlement. And I really think that's where things started to kind of flip. She didn't donate it. Uh, we heard in court, I think she donated about $350,000 of it, which yes, seems like a lot um, to us normal, regular people that will never see that money in our lifetime. However, 
However, it's not the seven million that she said she was going to do. And and Elon Musk was actually making majority of those. Although let's backtrack. Johnny Depp made one of the first payments to the charities. And then Amber's team went after him, claiming that he was trying to get a tax break and he should first and foremost give the money to Amber. And then Amber will donate it as she sees fit. But she, Johnny's team, argued she had announced that she was donating it to those charities. And she, according to the NDA, was not supposed to tell anyone what she was going to do with that divorce settlement money. I mean, that was hers to do whatever she she would like with. And, and to be fair to her, if she wanted to keep that money, girlfriend, you do you. Don't make false claims that you're going to donate it to children's hospitals and to the ACLU for domestic violence. Don't, don't do that. But she wanted that big, that big PR stunt. Now her attorneys would also say to you that Johnny just kept suing her. He kept suing her. And that is why Amber couldn't, she couldn't afford to pay. She's going to, she pledged it. Remember she believes that pledge and donate they're synonymous. Um, they mean the same thing. They don't, but they're, they're, according to Amber in her world, those two things, they mean the same thing. Incorrect. I pledged the entirety Sitting here today, you have not donated the seven million dollars donated, not pledged, donated the seven million dollars divorce settlement to charity. I use pledge and donation synonymous with one another. They but I the don't misheard. I don't use it synonymously. That's how donations are paid. Ms. Heard, respectfully, that's not my question. But Amber's lawyers would have you believe that the reason she couldn't donate any of this to charity was because Johnny kept suing her so she couldn't she couldn't pay that. It is true. I pledged the entirety. But you didn't charity. donate it. Unfortunately, you didn't donate it. It's a yes or no. I haven't been able to obligate I mean to fulfill those. So that's a no, right, Ms. Heard? I am I made the pledge. I want to be very clear. I pledged the entirety. I haven't been able to fulfill those pledges because I've been sued. So for those of you who are like, Johnny just kept suing her. What was she supposed to do? Like, she doesn't have money coming out of the yin-yang. She's not Johnny Depp. Um, let's go through a timeline. Um, somebody made this up on Twitter. Thank you to whoever it was. If you know them, link them down below. Um, the deadline for his final installment of $2.3 million, because he paid the $7 million in installments to Amber, was on February 1st, 2018, and he did pay that. So she had the $7 million in full by February 1st, 2018. Okay. On April the 27th, 2018, the Sun article is published. And it is in June, as we said earlier, of 2018, that Johnny sues the Sun. And not, not Amber. The Sun. Then it is on October 18th, 2018, that Amber goes on that talk show host show and um, claims overseas that she wanted nothing. And she had already donated the entire settlement to charity. She publishes that op-ed that he sues her for for defamation over in uh, December of 2018. Um, in March 2019, that's when he launches his suit against Amber. So, and then, and then it says at the end on June 26, Chila um, Children's Hospital of Los Angeles sends a uh, letter to Amber and is like, "Hey, girl, where are those? Where's the donation at? Because you you promised, right? So she had it by February 1st, 2018, and it was a year and a month later that he filed his suit against her. You had all of the seven million dollars." 
for 13 months before Mr. Depp sued you and you chose not to pay it to the charities you pledged it to. Is that correct? I, I disagree with your characterization of that. And keep in mind, her insurance company is suing her right now because they paid her legal fees fees for the most recent one. Riddle me where the seven million went. And it, it is amazing to me that her donations that were made in her name, not by her, but made in her name stopped after she and Elon were done. I could talk about this all night. Like it is, it is right now 1046 and I've been going on this since like seven o'clock night. I did want to talk about the cameras in the courtroom because it has been alleged Either way, Johnny wanted the cameras in the courtroom for Virginia. Amber wanted the cameras in the courtroom for Virginia. From what I understand, Judge Penny Azcarate, she wanted the cameras in the courtroom and Johnny agreed to it and Amber tried to fight it. Now, during pre-trial, when Amber's team was trying to fight this whole camera situation, um, well, let's back it up. There is interviews after the trial of Amber talking about how devastating it was to have to testify to her sexual assault allegations in, in trial. It was, it was awful. And I could understand you have to tell the whole world that you were raped by your extremely famous husband. I like, I don't get it obviously, but, um, as a survivor myself, I, I can't imagine how awful that would be. However, um, the reason she had to do that, so in the United Kingdom, and, and she's talked about this before, the United Kingdom had steps that protected her from the media when she was testifying to all this. We actually had never heard her testimony about any of these um, sexual assault allegations until the Virginia trial, okay? Um, we'd heard bits and pieces, but not the full because they had the protection then, which I, which I respect the United Kingdom for. However, the U S has that too. So she had had this protective order right over her sexual assault allegations and it was removed because Elaine opened her big fat mouth. That's the entire reason it was removed. And Elaine even quoted this criminal uh, trial as her reasoning for it. It doesn't make any sense because as judge Penny says, it has no relevance because it is a civil suit. So, so Amber would have been protected regardless. That's not what they were talking about, but Amber lost that protection because Elaine opened her mouth while the media was present. And in fact, within hours of that, that was in February of 2020 before the jury was even picked. So that tainted the jury pool. Within hours of that courtroom news had a headline. Attorney says Heard was raped during her relationship with Depp. But Ben ends up bringing this up later. Um, ben Shu. It takes place in a context. Your honor will remember the inappropriate disclosure of sexual assault violations in violation of the protection order. That's referring to Elaine opening her big mouth while media were present in the room. If she had not done that, her client would never have had to testify on the stand to the entire world about her sexual assaults. She never would have had to. And so her team did that to her. And you, I personally, I think she did it purposely because I do think that there has been a mission to just taint this whole thing. It tainted the jury pool and it has forever altered how Johnny Depp is perceived. She didn't have to do that. And then, and then Amber would furthermore go on in later interviews after the trial to talk about how she never should have had to do that. And she is correct in that she never should have, but her lawyers did it. And for her not to acknowledge that it was her lawyers that did it is just so preposterous. It's, um, the audacity of it because she knows it was her lawyers. And, And if it was an honest accident, if it was an honest mistake, you bet your ass if it was my attorneys, I'd be firing them. Elaine wouldn't have made it past that. I could go on. There is an article from, I believe it was before Johnny Depp time, where Amber says she was held at knife point in a taxi cab and then didn't even go to the, the cops about it. Like Amber has been known for making up salacious stories. You want me to talk about that? We can talk about that at a later date. She has her own narrative when it comes to anything. 
if you look at the dog situation, I mean, there's a point in time during um, a deposition from the beginning of all of this that the incredibly average that Brian fellow showed where she, she can't guess how big her dogs are. She, she doesn't know. She doesn't know because she doesn't want to let the attorneys in the room know that she knows exactly how big they are. And it was their feces in the middle of the bed. However, if you go to an ET, I think it's ET Canada, it's entertainment tonight. Um, interview of her. She is talking about just how little, how little one of her dogs is and you can fit in the palm of her hands and, oh, and, and she knows how big those dogs are. Also pot calling the kettle black. She has said in countless interviews since this whole court case that she feels like the defamation trial has taken away her first amendment. Right. And she doesn't even understand what a defamation defamation trial is because how, how can it be American? How can it be? Because it's taking away her freedom of speech Meanwhile, little miss, after her, she filed for divorce, Doug Stanhope, one, a close friend of Johnny Depp's, he uh, released an open letter about Johnny and his, and his support of him and Amber sued him for defamation. So girlfriend knows what defamation is. The only reason she dropped that case was because that was in their divorce agreement. Their settlement was that she dropped that against his friend at the, at the end of this. And my head hurts as, as it usually does when looking at Amber Heard, because it literally, it's like, I hope she's getting help. Like I, I really and truly hope she's getting help because it is a clusterfuck, like to put it lightly. Um, if you have any questions, let me know. If you want me to deep dive into more, if you're like, Hey, this didn't make sense on Johnny's end. Can you tell me more about it? I'm down to do it. I, I will say, I don't understand why public perception shifts so much, except that it does show me people do not look beyond the headlines. And that is my entire purpose for my account. I always beg of you research more. Don't take my word. Do not take mainstream media's word. Look at things for yourself. Ask the big questions look at court documents, like, like research, research, research. If you have the time, especially if you're speaking on something, just because you don't like the way Amber Heard was treated in the public spheres during that time does not make her innocent. It just doesn't. And it speaks volumes to me about how we as society see women as abusers. If all of this had happened to Harvey Weinstein, would we have had sympathy? If people were openly mocking him on social media, would we have had sympathy? Perhaps the reason public perception is so vitriol in this case is people don't like being lied to. I mean, that's, and it is obvious we have been lied to by Amber. And when you lie about something as serious as domestic violence for your own advancement, it, it has been called on time and time again of Johnny Depp winning this case has hurt female survivors, uh, survivors of, of domestic violence. No. No, the person that hurt survivors of domestic violence, their voices is Amber Heard. That's it. The end. There's nothing, there's nothing more. Johnny Depp didn't hurt female survivors of domestic violence. Amber Heard did. And Johnny is not Amber's only victim. I, I doubt he will be her last or has been her last. She should be held accountable for her actions. And what, what breaks my heart personally, I've talked about this on TikTok, but what breaks my heart personally is we're falling into her game. We are falling into her game. We are falling for her and what she wanted out of all of this. Amber, I, I lost a fucking finger, man. Come on. I had a fucking, I had a fucking, a mineral can, a jar of can of mineral spirits thrown in my nose. I, I, you can please tell people that it was a fair fight and see what the, see what the jury and judge think. Tell the world, Johnny. 
tell them Johnny Depp. I, Johnny Depp, man, I'm, I'm a victim too of domestic violence. And yes. I, you know, it's a fair fight. And Steve, how many people believe or side with you. Now, I did want to spill some tea for being inside the courtroom. So there were a few things during that time. People wanted me to talk on the jurors um, while I was in there. I never did because people were being kicked out of that courtroom left, right, and center. So I was talking about it earlier tonight on my TikTok Live. But, I mean, we had people getting kicked out for tweets they made 10 years before. Amber knew who each and every one of us were in that room. That sounds full of myself, but she knew exactly who all of us were. And she was looking for reasons to get us booted out of there, which is why I find it interesting that she's on with Savannah Guthrie after this whole fucking court case and that interview that she had. And she's like, there were vocal Johnny Depp supporters. We were not allowed to be vocal. Um, and mind you, I, I wouldn't have. But you, you're in court. We were told, especially when Amber was on the stand, oh, Right before court started, we were given the the edict of you are not to even chew fucking gum. Don't even breathe wrong or you're out of this courtroom. Like, it's not a joke. Like, that's that's not a, a joke. They The sheriff told us you will be gone and you will never be allowed back in here. So I do think near the end, I mean, you can see the, the visual reactions, um, especially when one of them had a clap back at Elaine and like the last week. But I'm telling you. While I was there for the month, the first month that I was there and during Amber's testimony, we didn't even make a facial expression because you could be kicked out for a facial expression. You could be kicked out for falling asleep too, just by the way, um, it, which was hard to not do at some point in time. It's not because it was boring, but like I told you all at the beginning of this, I'm up at 2 a.m. or yeah, and I'm in bed by 11. I got like an average of three to four hours of sleep a night. I was fucked. I was sleeping on courtroom floors. Let me know if you want more tea from court. We can talk about it. It's a whole fucking thing. I hope all of this made sense tonight in some way, shape, or form. If you have any questions, you want clarity on anything, leave a comment. I'll either answer it in a comment or I might make another video. Um, if you want a series on this, let me know and I'll do my best to explain things again for the millionth time. This is a very overarching visit and I, I didn't even touch on everything I could have or want to touch on. I know I'm going to be editing this and I'm going to be kicking myself in the butt because I'm going to be like, I should have fucking talked about this or I should have talked about that. I should have. There's so much with this case. Honestly, there's some days where I'm like, do I just sit down and chronologically go through it and post a five hour episode of everything I know on this case? It would maybe be longer than that. That would be a whole project. I think maybe doing it in parts is better. It can never be covered all in once though, unless I did something as massive as that. I didn't want to end on a terrible note. So I did want to have some highlights from the courtroom of what I experienced while I was there that were the the top tiers. And I, I do want to say every Friday um, for this month, this is going to be Depp month. Um, I will be posting my recaps. So you remember this week in court with Johnny Depp and Amber Heard? I was in court this week with Johnny Depp and Amber Heard. Yeah. Um, I'll post those every Friday for y'all um, so you can experience again what we were going through this time last year. It was a wild ride. I had uh, had an ex tell me there was going to be a time where I missed it. He said, you're going to miss this. You are going to miss it one day. And I don't know, the emotional. I do miss it. It's stupid. Um, I didn't think so at the time. I was so tired and I was going through so much shit. And this triggered so much. It triggered so much. Um, I still feel like I haven't fully healed, um, to be honest with you. Um, <laughs> uh, and this case has meant a lot to me because I think of my personal traumas. But I miss it. 
I do. I miss this chapter in my life. It was a really, really good chapter. Um, I had a hell of a lot of fun, um, but I also had a really rough time. It, it was a mix. It was a, a, and I think those are the best things in life. You're, you're working hard, but you're getting a big reward, a big return. Um, and I, I do, I miss this chapter in my life. Um, and I really like, if you asked me this, this time last year, well, this time last year, we were just getting started. But if you asked me this like a week into this time last year, I would have said, I ain't going to miss any of this. <laughs> in fact, I'm sick of listening to the two of them. But now looking back at it, I miss it. I miss Elaine, honestly, a hell of a lot. Oh, God. I miss her antics. I remember, I'm, I'll show it in the compilation, but there's a point. She was like that aunt. Do you know what I mean? That has never, she's heard new curse words. And so she starts to use them. And you're sitting in a court of law and you're not allowed to laugh or show a facial expression. I can't tell you how hard that was. To not do that. And I remember my friend Autumn and I sitting by each other and like nudging each other during that Keenan Wyatt situation. That was, that was crazy. The Amika cream. And uh, do you know Amber's makeup routine? Like that woman was unhinged. I loved her. Um, she was honestly so nice. I ran into her once and I told her I liked her dress because her dress was pretty. And she was so nice. And I miss seeing Camille and, and Ben Shu. Uh, there was a day... The day that Amber tried to have the whole court case dismissed um, and Ben and Ben stood up and he pointed at her and he was like, the only abuser in this courtroom is Miss Heard. And I'll try to play it if I can find the clip. Authentic tape recordings of Miss Heard herself, not only satisfying all of the requisite elements of his claim for defamation, including actual malice, but also going the extra mile of showing that Miss Heard physically abused him. She's the abuser in this courtroom. We couldn't cheer. And I will say that was the only day I ever heard us all be vocal was outside of the courtroom. Uh, it was lunchtime, I believe. And Ben came out and we were outside and we all we all cheered. And then, of course, the sheriff ran over and told us to shut the fuck up, which I mean, I don't blame him, but um, really proud of Ben, really proud of Ben, really proud of Camille and extremely, extremely proud of Johnny. Um, I don't know how he sat there. I, I really and truly don't. And I don't know how he sits through the media just tearing him down constantly. I am very proud to be a Johnny Depp supporter. I'm very proud of that man. And um, if you have any questions, I mean, if you want to talk about this more, let, let me know. Um, but until next time, next week we should have a, our normal, back to our normal programming of the 9-11 Deep Dive series. Um, but let me know if you want more of this. Sorry if I have bored you or upset you because you didn't know I was a Johnny Depp supporter and, you know, whatever else. But that's me. Yeah, um, him too. And until next time, here's some highlights from court from last year. In fact, wasn't Mr. Depp saying pretty horrible things to Ms. Heard? I don't recall that. Like, get fucked on set, get fucked with fucking James fucking Franco? Did you hear that? I don't recall. Did you hear him say at least you fucking liked it? No. Did you hear him say, I bet you slipped a tongue in there and you liked it? No. Did you hear him say, make references to Amber's pussy and asking her if her pussy was wet? Your no. Honor, lack of foundation, no. harassment. We'll get, did you hear any of that? No, not that I recall. Okay. I'll overrule the objections. Fine. Could you move the microphone and turn it on for you so Judy and I are having trouble hearing you? Could you turn, turn on, could you turn your microphone again? You got to turn on your microphone, Ms. Berterhoff. I'm not going to hear you. Correct? You need to put your microphone on, Miss. Ms. Bretterhoff, if you don't have your microphone on, I cannot hear you. 
You can turn your microphone on, Ms. Bretterhoff. There was never one, I withdraw that objection. Okay, withdrawn. All right. Again, Ms. Bretterhoff. Thank you. I'm sorry. One more time. Cross examination. Yes. So, how do you know what video was shown at this trial? A tape in which Mr. Depp said, "You will not see my eyes again." Do you recall that? I do. You were, in fact, so excited about being involved in this case that you told your husband, even though this was a highly confidential matter, that you were going to be conducting the examination of Ms. Heard, didn't you? That is not accurate. You not only told your husband, but you told Ms. Heard that you told your husband, correct? Ms. Bredehoff, that is not accurate. What is accurate? You're incorrect. That is not correct. You, is your testimony today under oath that you did not tell your husband that you were going to be conducting the examination of Amber? That is my testimony. So the question that was asked was because you brought muffins, you said from your husband, right? You get and you gave those to Miss Heard, correct? May I clarify what occurred so that we can stop talking about the muffins? And living with it for six years. And waiting to be able to bring the truth out. So this is not uh, easy for any of us. I know that. But um, uh, no matter what happens, I did get here, and I did tell the truth, and I have spoken up for what I've been carrying on my back reluctantly for six years. Thank you.